to the glory of God. Amen. The psalmist tells us that the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament, that great dome of the sky, shows us the work of God's hands. The days are talking about it to each other. The nights are comparing notes about it. Even though they have no words or language and their voices are not heard, their sound has gone out into all lands. Their message has reached to the end of the world. Look, it's a riddle. How can the heavens and the days and the nights speak without words? How can their message get out to the ends of the earth when they have no language? It is, you might say, a riddle of the ear and hearing. This riddle of the ear and hearing is matched in Romans 1 with another riddle, a riddle of the eye and seeing. When Paul speaks about how God is known in creation, what can be known about God is plain because God has shown it to us. Ever since the creation of the world, God's eternal power and theotes, a very unusual word, usually translated God's divinity or God or Godhead. It's something like God's own godness. So ever since the creation of the world, God's eternal power and godness, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things that God has made. Another riddle, or maybe the same riddle in another key. How can what is invisible be seen? It is a riddle of the eye and seeing. While we are pondering these riddles of the ear and of the eye, a Pharisee invites Jesus to dinner, which is, in the Gospels, a setup for a conflict story. <laughs> what is Jesus going to do wrong this time? Heal on the Sabbath? Eat with tax collectors and sinners? Hang out with disreputable women? Usually ending in a pronouncement by Jesus who normally gets the last word. We will bracket the question about Pharisees in history and Pharisees in the Gospels, important as that is for a minute, because we want to focus on the story. What does Jesus do that is so offensive that his dinner host is astonished and rebukes him for it? He doesn't use the finger balls. Literally, he doesn't baptize for himself. He doesn't dip his hands in water before eating. This washing had to do with ritual purity, not with hygiene. They didn't know anything about germs. This ritual was about washing away the outside, the Gentile world, to be pure in the sight of God. As Luke tells the story, the Lord said to him, that's a confessional statement that tells us to listen up. You guys clean the outside of things, 
cups, dishes, hands. But inside you're full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Didn't the one who created the outside, the visible things, also create the inside, what is invisible to others? So give for alms, give it away, let it go. Those things that are within and see, voila, everything will be clean for you. I love it that what used to be Columbus Day is now Indigenous Peoples Day, at least in nine states. Alaska, Maine, Vermont, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Louisiana, North Carolina, and Virginia. And it's 10 if we also count Native American Day in South Dakota. This is not about dissing Italian Americans or the Knights of Columbus or even Spanish colonialism. God knows we all know something about colonialism then and neo-colonialism now. It's really about recognizing that what was invisible in 1492, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, was actually there all along. Nobody brought God to the new world. The indigenous peoples of these continents that are now called North and South America have known God through the beauty of creation for a long time. They have understood that only in some socially constructed way does land belong to people. It is wiser to say that people belong to the land, to till it and to keep it. They have loved the mighty trees of the forests, the noble buffalo of the plains, the splendid salmon of the lakes, and the silent wisdom of the mountains. Indigenous peoples have also known what Antoine Saint-Exupéry's fox said so well to the little prince. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eyes. And that is why we often begin worship with the words of the colic for purity. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. Purifica los pensamientos de nuestros corazones por la inspiración de tu Santo Espíritu. We give for alms, we give it away, we let it go. Whatever it is in our hearts that keeps us from seeing the invisible and from hearing those words that creation does not speak except by the power of the Holy Spirit.